Welcome to the End Times Guy podcast. My name is Lee, and it's a pleasure to have you along with me this morning. I just finished delivering wood pellets to a little town in central BC, and now I'm on my way up north to get a load of lumber, and lumber goes south. I don't think I've ever brought a load of lumber north. It typically, oh, that's not true. We do take hardwood out of, uh, it's in southern Washington. I forget the name of the area. Uh, a lot of hardwood comes from there, and that goes right to my hometown, Kamloops, where they process it and resell it. It is a nice day today. It wasn't much of a nice day yesterday. A lot of rain, and then I got a little higher, a lot of snow. Um, but it's picking up now. It's looking a little nicer. I, I'll take it. It's a little bit above freezing now. And, uh, oh my goodness, we are living in such bizarre times, aren't we? It's just crazy. Anthony Fossey, I'll start with him, said way back early on in the pandemic, last February, I believe, that masks really didn't help. There was no evidence that masks would give any benefit whatsoever. I don't know how many times he's changed his opinion back and forth, back and forth, don't mask, now you mask. And I know initially he didn't want us wearing masks because there was a mask shortage. And we got to save those for the frontline doctors. I think that was why he told us all initially we didn't need masks. But since then, it's flip-flopped an awful lot of times. Two weeks ago, he came out and said, guys, we need to wear two masks. And that led to a firestorm of nonsense where people were saying, well, Three is better than two, and four is better than three, and, you know, where do you end? There were some memes online of Anthony Fossey wearing a, a stack of about 20 or 30 of them. Um, this week, he's come back saying there's no scientific evidence to support wearing masks. What is going on? This is one of the key players, one of the architects, you might say, of this whole COVID and he can't seem to make up his mind about something as basic. I mean basic. It doesn't get more basic than face masks. And there are a lot of people, more than half the people you run into on the street, believe that we have to wear masks to prevent spreading droplets. We're, we're saving lives by wearing masks. And, uh, you know, they will be the ones who will claim it's based on science when in reality there's no science behind it whatsoever. Our health minister of British Columbia, Bonnie Henry, came out and said there's no scientific evidence backing up the use of face masks or social distancing. There's no science behind it. And yet, we're all doing it. We're all being forced, arrested, ticketed for not doing it. It seems to be serious uh, at some level. Have you noticed a, an uptick of hydroxychloroquine coming back into the news? It got in the news because of Donald Trump back in March. He was talking about it and saying, why aren't we using it? And everyone said, no, hydroxy is dangerous. It won't help. Never mind. Orange man bad. We're not going to use it. And it's made a sudden return to the news cycle. Why is that? Well, the initial review. The, the scientists who uh, apparently tested hydroxy and found that it was harmful, there were harmful side effects, 
heart arrhythmia, and there was something else, and this, it had it showed no beneficial effects on people with COVID-19. And that paper was picked up and carried by all ma major media sources and accepted as fact. Well, just recently, that paper was challenged, and they wanted to review how the science was done, and the scientists responsible for the paper said, no, we're not turning anything over. And now there's a migration away from that camp. I, I am absolutely mind-boggled, mind-numbed by this. How can you have everyone running hysterically against hydroxychloroquine based on one scientific review that got published and everyone accepted it as gospel fact, unquestionable. But when they're asked to produce evidence, they waffle. They have nothing. So these are very dangerous times, very dangerous. Ivermectin, the, the test done in South America, showed it to be absolutely effective. Of the 800 who received it, none of them got sick. It led one of the researchers to say, if you take ivermectin, you won't get sick. It was a 1,200-person study, 1,200 frontline workers. The 800 being treated with ivermectin did not get sick. Of the 400 remaining, 260 had varying degrees of COVID illness. So this stuff is highly, highly effective. But when you're trying to sell billions of dollars in vaccines, you don't need information like this getting out. You know the death toll in third world countries is one-tenth of what it is in the civilized Western world. And that could be because they have easy access to hydroxy and ivermectin. No problems getting their hands on that. They take it all the time for malaria and things like that. It's pop like candy children take it old people take it and they their death rates have been one-tenth of us here in the western world now it could be hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin or it could be all the false reporting that you and i are having to deal with uh it was reported that uh canada had its third young person die of covid19 and then on facebook one of this person's friends said, this is false. This is my friend. He didn't die of COVID-19. He committed suicide. Um, we're not being told that not, you know, the uh, number of drug overdoses has gone up 90% in Canada. Um, our paramedics are responding to an average here in BC of 77 overdose calls a day. We have a real pandemic it's called drug abuse. It's called depression. Um, suicides are skyrocketing. It, these lockdowns and imposed restrictions are having a horrendous effect on young, healthy people who otherwise would be generally unaffected by the pandemic, by COVID-19. Those who will be affected, the old folks, well, they're receiving the vaccines now. They were first in line to get the vaccines. And a whistleblower came out. He's a, a fellow who works in an old folks home. And he's the kind of guy you want working in an old folks home. He built relationships with the old people. He cares about them deeply. And 
it was normal to see a death or two in a month. And now he's seeing 17 in a day. And he says the old folks are falling. They've been given their COVID vaccine and they're dropping off like flies. This isn't going to be reported in your mainstream media. This isn't going to be carried on the evening news. But this is where we have to go out and look for the truth ourselves. I found a list of people who were sharing their COVID vaccine experiences, and it was like reading a Stephen King novel. Um, one of the most common side effects was a headache that no ibuprofen or Tylenol or anything would take away, and it lasted for days and days. Um, of course, there was nausea, uh, shaking, seizures, um, weird tastes in your mouth, weird rashes on your body. Uh, it just horrifies me what that drug does to people. It's not a vaccine. We all know that. But whatever it is, it is horrible what it's doing to average everyday people. And meanwhile, while our elderly could have been treated with ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and been kept safe, relatively safe from COVID-19, they're being given an experimental drug that is dangerous, it's lethal. And I said last year that I thought, you know, they're not shutting down borders, they're not treating this seriously. It's almost like they want the old people to get sick. And now, as I'm looking at that vaccine being ushered into all the old folks' homes, um, maybe it's coincidence, or maybe it's direct targeting and testing on the most vulnerable. So it, it's very disturbing. Another one I want to point out, do you remember the nurse Tiffany Dover in Tennessee who fainted on live TV? She is still missing in action. She is still not posting in social media. She has not come out and said, guys, stop worrying, I'm fine. In fact, her family are all, they've switched their social media to private and they don't interact outside of their family unit. And Tiffany Dover isn't posting anything online. So uh, it seems likely that that young mother of two is no longer with us thanks to this, this needle that's not a vaccine, but a dangerous experiment. Um, but, you know, we're, we're being bombarded with corruption and false news. You know, I, I've mentioned the issues with COVID-19, but it doesn't stop there. We've got Black Lives Matter invading a hotel in, I believe it's Seattle or Oregon. They're both causing all kinds of trouble down there, and no one's covering it. They invaded a hotel, took it over. The, the guests in that hotel were terrified, but that doesn't matter because it's BLM, and they were nominated for a peace prize. A peace prize. The, the thugs with the hoods and the bats and the, the Molotov cocktails are nominated for a peace prize. But it shouldn't surprise you. Obama was nominated for a peace prize his first week in office when he hadn't actually done anything. Once he did get into office, he really got the military-industrial complex operating at full power, much like Biden is doing right now. And he can be quoted... He, he was bragging about two words, predator drones. He just loved to be able to 
attack the enemy without them even realizing they were in danger. Um, I, I've come to realize the, the peace prize is given to people who take peace away. The folks who showed up in Washington, D.C., a peaceful rally, only a handful of knuckleheads, probably led by Antifa, stormed the Capitol building. The vast majority of hundreds of thousands of people were peaceful. And I saw videos of some protecting the police. But nonetheless, the FBI continues to look people up, hunt them, track them down, um, interrogate them in their involvement, treating the, the D.C. rally as a terrorist act, while BLM and Antifa basically get a free ticket to do whatever they want. Now, I don't think that this is just purely, like, don't you feel like it's a mad circus that you're living in right now? Don't you feel like reality is slipping away? Don't worry. Joe Biden has um, nominated a reality czar. Don't you feel better? Finally, we're going to find we're going to get back to reality because Joe Biden has nominated a reality czar. Now, I've told you before, whatever a Democrat titles something, the opposite of that is actually true. And it's the exact same with this. The reality czar will be the propaganda czar. The mainstream narrative will be enforced. It's no longer um, they're finding that alternative media and us communicating with one another is too dangerous, it's too destructive. People are starting to wake up, and we can't have that. So the unrealities are, the propagandas are, will be enforcing the mainstream narrative. Um, you know, get ready to be monitored, to have your online activity monitored, to face arrests, to, to face charges and fines, and being banned from social media, on and on it goes because now we have a reality czar who is going to enforce the mainstream propaganda like you've never seen before. More and more, it's starting to feel a little bit like China over here in North America. Our beloved Trudeau is taking Canadians who've come home from abroad. He's locking them up in camps. They're not allowed. I shouldn't say camps. I believe it's hotels right now forced quarantine they have to pay for it no one's allowed to know where they are no one's allowed to talk to them um, it, it's horrendous treatment of Canadian citizens who by the Charter of Rights and Freedoms you know they should never be locked up and treated like animals I don't care what sort of health act they're they're acting under this is criminal behavior but Trudeau is a criminal and he was caught a couple of years back in the SNC-Lavalin scandal where the government was spending billions of dollars and getting kickbacks from it. And quietly, Trudeau started feeding SNC-Lavalin again with new contracts. Um, he wasn't called out for the first scandal, and now he's perpetuating it. By, by starting it up again. He's already been caught with a wee charity scandal, but, but he seems like he's made of Teflon. Nothing is going to stick to him. Um, I could go on and on with all the corruption and weirdness that you and I are wading through right now. It's like a surging tide. And that leads me to the point that I want to cover today. 
And it begins in Romans chapter 1. I want you to know what's happening with these people. And the title of this passage of Scripture in Romans 1.18, The Consequences of Unbelief. And you've got to realize that unbelief has spread far and wide in the Western world since evolution was adopted. Um, back before that, before the 50s, everyone believed that God made the heavens and the earth and us in His image. Jesus Christ gave Himself up a sacrifice for our sins so that we could be healed and have a relationship with God. Everyone believed that. Not everyone lived it that well, but everyone believed that. And culture kind of used that as a foundation. Well, that has changed now. Because of the teaching of evolution and secular humanism making its way through the schools, through the government, on and on, it's a different culture. And you need to realize there's a price to pay when you turn your back on God like the Western world has. So, verse 18, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth. Because that which is known about God is evident within them. For God made it evident to them. For since the creation of the world, His invisible attributes, His eternal power, and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made, so that they are without excuse. So, so far Paul is saying just open your eyes and look around. Look at the trees, look at the grass, look at the birds, look in the mirror. Everything you see is a literal miracle. You know, I believe it was BBC had a program. It was a, a cartoon version of the inner workings of a single cell. They had to take that down because when people get a look at what's going on inside of one single cell, their minds are blown and they immediately begin to realize that this doesn't evolve. This uh, basically compared to a city of 300 million workers all busy doing their jobs and if one screws up the whole city goes down um, high high complexity alien technology beyond alien technology literally and when people start to realize what's going on inside of a single cell they start waking up and the BBC had to take that program off the air if we look at nature there's enough evidence to get a conviction and those who deny God guilty your honor guilty going on in verse 21 even though they knew God they know him they did not honor him as God or give thanks but and this is where the judgment comes in this is the hand of God upon unbelievers but they became futile in their speculations and their foolish heart was darkened professing to be wise they became fools that's exactly what you're seeing right now all around you it's critical for you to realize that these people Joe Biden Kamala Harris um, Anthony Fossey Bill Gates and all the rest they think they are wise because they say there is no God within them is that feeling that they are wise, they're intellectual, they're smart. I think it was Obama that said 
those simple folks don't understand. We've got to do this for them. They won't understand it. And it, that kind of arrogance, they honestly, genuinely believe they are the ones with the wisdom, the ones who see and understand and perceive, even though, what does the Bible say? They, they have become fools. And that's why we see all that we see going on in the world right now. Arresting Canadian citizens for traveling abroad, wearing two masks instead of one, and then the next day maybe no mask. Wanting desperately to take a vaccine, even though they're being warned by friends and family not to. Um, we, the, the fact that you and I are living in such a bizarre, strange time. All we have to realize that the people around us are walking in complete darkness. And it begins with their denial of God. So, I honestly believe, guys, we're at one of the greatest opportunities of witnessing that I've ever seen in my life. Right now, you can use any one of a million things to start a conversation. A vaccine, for instance. Are you taking the vaccine? Yes, what about you? No, I refuse to take it. It is not a vaccine. It is a GMO that's going to change the architecture of your cells. Now think about that. Can you make a cell? No scientist in the world can produce a cell. We cannot. We've been trying for 150 years. We cannot produce life. Life comes from life and nowhere else. Are you sure you want to lift the hood and start tampering with that? If scientists can't make a living cell, are you sure you want to trust them tampering with the living cells in your body? And, you know, there's a million opportunities right now. We, even though it's frustrating and at times painful, my anxiety level has sure gone up over the last few weeks. Um, it's important to remember that they are walking in ignorance. Their foolish hearts are darkened, professing to be wise. They have all become fools. Don't hate them. Because they are blind, because they don't see. Jesus didn't hate us when we were blind and we couldn't see. And may we be filled with the same grace to be more concerned about them seeing the light, more concerned about them waking up, than hating them for the things that they're doing. A final note, and it's kind of a strange one. I am not at all a fan of rap music. But there is a rap song that is doing really well right now. It's number one across all um, platforms. And it's called Wake Woke by, what's his name, um, McDonald. Tom McDonald did a rap song called Wake Woke. And I'm no fan of rap at all. It's probably the only genre I don't listen to. But I listened to it, a friend sent it to me, and really nails it really hammers the, the woke culture and the foolishness that they represent. It might be worth a listen. Thanks for joining me today. God bless.